Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, the top four English managers. Pitchside Day's look at the local football scene. This weekend's What's On Guide. And we look back at last night's big match. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. He's Pitchside Dave. This is Radio Newark Sport. And we start with this. Try again. Last weekend saw the forays at the Riversaw Marathon. Cousins Jacob Mansfield and Zach Marshall completed in the K2s and were bronze medal winners in the junior section, which was an eight-mile kayak race. Well done to both of them. Cycling and Owen Willoughby finished a credible seventh in the six-hour solo race. And that was near Kings Lynn, all the way to Kings Lynn to cycle for six hours. Sounds like a cracking day out, to be honest. England squad, England squash even, aimed to use the 12th of October as a springboard to inspire the national step to court and discover the amazing benefits of the game of squash. And we're going to follow this one right through. Paul Drawer is coming in to the studio just before the event. Newark's holding an open day, the great Newark Squash Club. Fantastic, and it uh, took all week to find out, but Rob Wardman's finally got to the bottom of it. <coughs> on Monday, we told you the senior youth lost. On Tuesday, we told you they'd won. On Wednesday, we wasn't sure. And on Thursday, we now know they beat Sheffield 41 points to 10. It's been that sort of week. But we're going straight to the phone lines now because it was a, a cracking night under the floodlights at the Sports Village last night. Um, and one of the men with the biggest smile on his face was the Newark Town Joint Manager and a great friend of the show, Damo Parkinson. Damo, welcome back to Radio Newark Sport. Good evening. Good evening. Are you still smiling? Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really pleased still. Um, uh, I think the best thing to do is let, is let you tell our listeners what... Uh, you thought of the game now just to give the outline they played three and won three um you was top of the table just drawing one of the games and winning all the others it, it's too early to say you know it was a six points and all those cliches but uh i tell you what you made harworth go home and think a bit yeah um we, we spoke i think last time about um making lads concentrate one game at a time but kind of I had in my head getting to this game we knew how good they were we'd seen them play that this would be a benchmark of of how good we were um, so we, it probably was a six points to be honest but then you look at the teams we've played and I think it's probably the strongest the league's been for a, for a long while where everyone will pick up points off off everyone else 2-0 um, was I think uh, not a fair reflection of the game to be honest Um the YMCA will be down there repairing the, the posts and the bar. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we, we created a lot of chance, but we have done every game because we've got so much talent going forward and we look so lively going forward. 
Um, and obviously the Dinnington game still haunts me to be honest um, <laughs> you know we've dropped two points so early on um, and even in that game we created a lot however you know Nathan's had two or three decent saves and they've got in behind us two or three times so they've caused us one or two problems um, but yeah probably um, we were comfortable we worked really 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 hard we were quality on the ball um, and stopped their best players from playing if it hadn't been for their keeper demo, uh, demo, I think you'd have probably got five or six, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that, mate. Um, but again, people look last night and go, they weren't that good. But they're a very, very, very strong side that just mm. come down from the league above. But I think it shows probably how hard every one of my players worked um, last night that we made them look potentially not very good. But yeah, six or seven, I don't think they'd have moaned. And, and, and talk us through the 40-man brawl that you instigated. <laughs> Nothing to do with me, uh, Tony Smith. I think, uh, I think it's the colour of your hair, isn't it? <laughs> no, obviously, the lads come on, and, and I've seen lads get hurt so many times that situation. One of our lads is going for the ball, the other lad's facing him, and their lads just come and shoved um, our player into the oncoming tackle, and I've seen yeah. that do a lot of damage, and I just didn't like it very much. Um, yeah, fair point. So obviously, when the lads come to me, uh, you know, what on earth are you doing? So come and push someone's looking at you rather than doing it <laughs> while they're not facing you. Um, and yeah, it escalated. The, um, it uh, as people now realise, the sport camera was there last night, and there's a wonderful photo of uh, the sort of. Um, aftermath of the brawl with, with you standing right at the back next to Luke Parsons find the biggest lad and stand next to him <laughs> that is what I call uh, sense Luke Parsons is no good in that situation <laughs> so, uh, he, he, people were pulling me away so, uh, yeah, he's, he's no good in that situation um, I, I, I mean to me it shows passion and that's uh, exactly what it's uh, what it, it's all about you gave um, Sam Wilford man of the match and Sam, massive, fantastic servant to Newark football and to Newark Town and probably deserved man of the match. But I want to um, pick out a, a very good friend of mine who I've seen in all his football career and uh, I, I just think he's a perfect gentleman and a perfect footballer and that's Reese Lewis. Yeah, Reese is outstanding. Um, I mean, like I said, they picked out Sam Wilford because he's stopped probably their best player and their best player was asking to come off towards the end he, he'd, he'd had enough um, but yeah you, you, you're not right Reese Lewis and Stephen Carty that have played a lot of football out of town um, nice nice blokes on and off the pitch but in games like that they're just so calm and cool and they just go about the game they do the right things and make good decisions and, and you don't hear I'd I had them come off the pitch after two or three plans and said, oh my God, you know, they talk to us so much and you don't potentially hear that from the sides. You don't you don't hear them just pulling the lad three yards here and two yards there and that makes a massive difference. Yeah, Damo, one of the things I noticed last night after the game was how quiet it was in the bar from both sides, that they both sides ran themselves absolutely ragged. Um, I thought it was, apart from the handbags, it was played in very, very good spirit and I, it, was, it was quite amazing, the, the handshakes at the end, the fact Tyler Martin was straight up to their keeper and there were big hugs, you know, and he'd got a, he'd dislocated his hand, uh, one of his fingers on his hands, I didn't know whether you knew that. No, no, I didn't know. No, I mean, he had a blinder, but I, I was just amazed how much the lads ran themselves, both sides, last night, and I thought it was played in a very, very good spirit. I think it was a great advert. I mean, two good, good sides, and I, I spoke to... 
to McCurley and it was probably a step six game. The standard of the game was probably a step step six game. Um, both sides worked really, really, really hard. No one hit. They want a lazy play on the pitch. But I've said over and over again that when we took over the very first game, I said to the lads, you're going to work that hard for us that after the game, even if I've had a shocker, you're going to be that tired, you're not going to be able to answer back. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly worked last night. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think, you know, I don't think they could have given me much more but I think if we'd have had to play another hour the commitment and dedication they would probably would have run around for another hour even though their legs would have told them no Are you training the two lads up front George and Lewis are they are they um, Chambers are they learning telekinesis or something because they seem to know exactly where each other was the whole time every time one got the ball they seem to yeah, play off each other really really well Both very good footballers I mean I had them both together um, when I was at Lincoln Moreland so George and Lewis would have both been um, they'd have both been about 18 so they've, they've played together years ago um, but when you're good players like that it just comes together with time and I think last night you just saw probably the culmination of pre-season and all the training So you've got the three points from the big massive game you've now got to um, go away and uh get three points again because uh, they've got to keep on coming in yeah and I mean like I said the Dinnington game haunts me but Staverley caused us issues you know the, everyone we've played bar probably the first game they've been strong sides and they've, they have caused us problems so if we go into any game thinking oh we've just beat them that are favourites we will get beat and I'll tell you this, this time when you've got Harworth and Dinnington. When was the last time a team's played five conceded none at the start of the season? Well, it's six now, isn't it? <coughs> yeah, and that, yeah, and that, that's that's what I mean. So if you can't drop too many points, you're not going to be able to lose three or four games like teams have done in previous years. So we can't take any game uh, for granted. You can't, and we're going to keep with you all the way through the season as you uh, you go for step six. Damo, thank you so much. Thank you for your support. Thanks, Damo. Cheers, bye. bye. It's there for the taking, boys, isn't it, for them? Mm. It, it, you know, I, I know we're only halfway through September, but this is going to be new at town season to get out to Step 7 football. I, th I think it is, because last night, as I say, their keeper played out of his socks. He wasn't a big keeper, but um, unfortunately everything was uh, more or less fired at his legs. And, and, and um, I, I, I made a point, and Dave, you can probably... Tony and I have only seen Step 6 football for one season. Mm. But I enjoyed watching what I saw of it last season because it is the whole ethos of the the game, the build up is it's another is it's another a, standard. It's a yard faster. It's a everything. yard faster playing it off the field. It has to be correct, yeah. and you just feel like you've been to a a football match and not just a parks match. Yeah, there's a, there's no a, disrespect, but that's how I felt last there's a really season. nice there's a really nice <coughs> feeling at Newark Town now the um, behind the scenes they've got sort of uh, a list of people that are volunteering um, everything is trying to make it feel professional um, you know there's people available and certainly the um, the supporters that came down last night seemed to be picking up on it um, a lot of people said oh there was a lot of ground hoppers in and one of them said I was worried it was going to be a, ba a basketball court 3G, you know, we'd stand behind a green fence. He said, But this is great. He said, Yeah, it's inside the fence. He said, But there's huge amounts of standing area. And he said, it, It's just got, it's just oh, such it's, nice. It's, 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 it's a wonderful facility. It's, um, it's, uh, it's on its way, and uh, town's got to do the bit. 
they've got to carry on doing it they've certainly proved they're good enough so we will see what happens um a couple of weeks ago we chose Kenny Dalglish as the best ever jock to grace English football and last week um last we week was an absolutely embarrassment yeah, sorry go on <laughs> last week you you the sporting public of Newark via the Twitter poll um which Tony Smith seems to think that you're all an embarrassment no um it was the way it was decided listeners voted Dennis Burkamp as the best ever foreigner no, to play uh, in the in the no, I thought it was a Frenchman born in 1966 well, no we were just actually it was a draw yeah, so it went to the, the chairman as a casting vote. No. It it's went, not a problem. It, it went to Doug Hall, who supports Newcastle. And <laughs> he gave it to David Ginola. <laughs> there you go. Right. So, if you thought, if you thought those are bickering in those two... It's two G's in rigged. If you thought those bickering in those two... <laughs> can I ask Spelling you, never has been your strong point. I've read your reports. Yeah, I noticed you've gerrymandered tonight's result already by the fact the picture you've put on the, the, the Facebook page. Uh, it's not Brian Clough by any chance, is it? Uh, it's funny you should say that. Really? Green, well, he's wearing a green jumper if it's not Brian. Time for this. <laughs> <laughs> going to choose after a lot of bickering and a lot of moaning and a lot of grumbling <laughs> the best ever English manager to grace the top flight um <laughs> this is going to be fun um try and keep it clean gentlemen <laughs> try and behave gentlemen no, no gouging or punching below the belt um, as we dissect correctly the merits of our choices Mr. Smith, you're number four. I've done this uh, with great consideration, and my places in three and four are people who came to the football clubs when they were nothing, when they were down in the doldrums, uh, only the locals knew about them or cared about them, and I've put them in this order because of the achievements of the two gentlemen concerned. So in fourth place is Don Revy who came to Leeds United when they were a struggling second division side. Are you feeling OK? And took him to the and took him to glory. I'm saying nothing. No. I know, I'm giving him his no. chance. Yep. Go on, carry on. No, I'm just saying, so, so my fourth place is Don Revy. How would... I mean, both of you chose Cantona, so both of you don't appreciate football, but how, how, <laughs> how would anybody in, in a sound mind say that Leeds did anything to improve the game of football with the way the foggery no, no, they played no, the no. game if, if you if you were listening which clearly not in that case I said it's a manager who came to a club that were nowhere and took him to the top of the tree yes, I, yes, wasn't, I wasn't yes. talking about a style of football okay so does I the style about of the quality of the manager does the style of football that he installed in the team not matter. I, I, I didn't think we were discussing football styles or tactics. We were discussing the managers and how great they were. Okay. In football. Okay. Interesting right. choice. I thought you'd go for that number one. No. Okay. So we're going for uh, he, Mr. Smith is is going in fourth place for for Don Revy. No, that's fair comment. Um, he certainly is correct in what he said. He took a football club from Obscurity. nothing to um, to the top. To, I think they won a one championship. Um, the, to the champions, Dave. Right, my fourth place is Herbert Chapman. Oh, which you can you've heard of. You won't oh, remember neither yeah. of you. He yeah. always likes his fourth place yeah. to go yeah, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, he he was manager at Northampton Town. 
Leeds City, Huddersfield and Arsenal. He started off at Northampton, won the Southern League title. He went to uh, Leeds City, wasn't too successful, then went to Huddersfield where he won two league titles. He then, uh, because of his success at Huddersfield, he went to Arsenal where he won two league titles with them, also led them to the first FA Cup final, which they won. He then sadly died unexpectedly of pneumonia. The team that he'd built at Arsenal went on to win two more titles in consecutive years. He was also hailed as a revolutionary. He changed the way teams trained with tactics and training techniques, things like the boards, going through drills. He also championed innovations such as floodlighting, European competition and numbered shirts. So on that alone, I think he was a major um, force, force for British football before the war. My fourth place... My fourth place um, won eight major trophies in a 16-year managerial spell, including, most notably, a double in 1960 and 61. And Mr Smith is a Yorkshireman. Good Lord. Could he be the best Yorkshire manager ever? I won for Bill Nicholson. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. Who... Yeah. Um, OK, Tottenham always, but he did put Tottenham... When winning the double was hard to win. I think we I think we could have a plaque in the studio after tonight, you know. Yeah, a blue plaque. Yeah. All three of us have made sense on the same night. <laughs> on this spot, Bradley talks sense. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> Number three for me. Yeah. Brian Clough. F- simply ahead of Don Revy because he came to a club that were nowhere and achieved back to back European Cups, which is just Incredible. Just a moment, because I've got Mr Smith's P45 in the bag. I'll just rip it up. The reason that he's in um, <coughs> third place <coughs> in terms of great managers is because when he went to a big club like Leeds United, he took the champions from the top to the bottom of the league in 44 days. And it did start so well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it did start so well. So there's nowhere near oh, so, the so you, you, you have gone. You've gone for two managers, as you said, that... Got hold of you see. This is why I think, and uh, I know you're all going to tell me football's changed beyond belief. It doesn't happen anymore, does it? It doesn't happen anymore unless you've got hundred million pound to spend. No, you don't. You know, you're not there. They the, don't get the, hold of the Cowleys. Were having a good go, just down the road. Yeah. But they've gone and sport it. Yeah, they, you know, they don't get hold of chain-smoking, beer-swilling little fat guys on the left wing and turn him into a... That look like your, mate, your mate's dad, yeah. Yeah, and turn him into <laughs> one of the best players in the world. Anyway, number three. You're, you're going to write me a P45 because I've gone with Brian Clough as well. <laughs> um, everything everything that uh, Tony's said, he obviously broke the million-pound transfer, which you could argue was no, a brave move. Fa- for- no, he didn't pay a million-pound for that. No, all right, all right, a penny short Thank of it, you. but yeah. That's all right. But yeah. then, as soon as that was deemed to be broken, he bought people like Peter Ward, and yes, <laughs> he, he started spending millions yeah. Yeah. all over the place. Um, the thing I liked about him as well, he stood up to the FA and he said what he thought. He was probably the best England manager we never had. And he went to unfashionable clubs and worked wonders with them on a, a relatively small budget Bri- at the time. Brian Clough um, was always at his best when he'd got somebody alongside. Same as Ferguson was always at his yeah. best when he'd got a coach alongside him. Clough was at his best when he got a... Um, but uh, my number three is Bob Paisley. Yeah. Because I thought what Bob Paisley did at Liverpool was nothing short of remarkable because, you know, you're following legends and you build another empire. Uh, and what Bob Paisley did at... Um, Liverpool, as much as I hated it at the time, um, yeah. you know, has got to go down as as quite unique too. 
two is um, <coughs> a piece of tape so you, right you've here. spent 15 minutes this week working this one out have you <laughs> number two Bobby Robson Sir Bobby Robson for the simple reason that he went abroad and the players loved him and all the supporters loved him uh, he went to Barcelona and Mourinho loved him and the only other person Mourinho's loved in his life apart from Mrs Mourinho is Mr Mourinho and what he did at Newcastle, what he did with England, just a, as, as a football man, what he did at Ipswich Town. Yeah. What a great, great manager and a great, great man. To save time, my number two is also Bobby Robson and I, I, whatever you've just said, I completely endorse David. Yeah. I've got number two, Alf Ramsey. Um, he was nearly my number one on the merit that he's the only England manager that's ever won them the World Cup. Um, see, you had a mumble about that the other yeah. week. I you see, it was rigged. You see, he took Ipswich <laughs> before he got the England job from the from third division south to league champions in about four seasons. Yeah, the only in, only England manager to have taken them to uh, World Cup and won it. He also took them to the '68 European Championship, got third place. 1970 World Cup quarterfinals, 1972 Championship quarterfinals. It ain't a bad record, is no, it? No, and and in the '70s and '80s, how many other England managers managed that until Bobby Robson came yeah. on the scene? Yeah. England yeah. were a bit of a laughing stock, weren't no, they? No, I, I, no, I, yeah. I mean, when everybody thinks it's just one cup competition, mm. yeah, one one World Cup, yeah, the one star on the shirt, but he yeah. actually got almost yeah. got to colouring the other stars in. Yeah, so uh, you know, a, a good pick. Okay, you're number one because I'm intrigued now because I, I, I was convinced it was going to be Bobby Robson. There's only three <coughs> managers have ever won the European Cup three times. Carlo Ancelotti, Zinedine Zidane, and there's only one Englishman, Bob Paisley. And these days, and in those days, in fairness, the great Holy Grail is the European Cup. It's not yes. what you do in the league, it's not what you do in the FA Cup or anything like You win the league to get in the European <coughs> Cup. It's, uh, and, yeah. and in the days... <coughs> when Bob Paisley won it, you were the champions. And in those it, days, it, you it, were the champions. You could argue it was a rigged vote, the fact Forrest and Liverpool drew each other the first year, but in theory, it came out the hat and you played them home and away, and if you lost, that was it. None There's, of this... There is no argument to that. No. It was rigged. None of this, oh, well, you finished for, third, but yeah. you can qualify. Yeah, for a five-year period in Europe... The winning managers were in sequence: Bob Paisley, Bob Paisley, Brian Clough, Brian Clough, Bob Paisley. That was a great golden period in English football. Far greater than sixty. Who was the Villa manager that won the European Cup in '92? That was uh, Ron Atkinson. No, no, no. Ron. Good God, <laughs> I can't, can't remember. No. All right. Well, we'll find that. We'll find that one out. So, but good call. Yeah. Mm. Good call. Number one for me, Bob Paisley. Um, yeah, he was at that club for 50 years <coughs> in various formats, but he was a manager for almost 10, and in that time he won six English titles, runners-up twice, League Cup three times, two, uh, three European Cups, six FA Charity Shields, a UEFA Super Cup, and a, a, a UEFA World Cup. And that was in the days, I say, when you had to be the champions of your country to play in an international competition. And not only was he at uh, Anfield as a loyal servant for 50 years but over that 50 year period his haircut never changed did it <laughs> well I'm not as old as you so I can't remember <laughs> my number one of which is not the biggest surprise in the world because um, <laughs> as got to be and I'm not going to go into it but as got as got to be Sir Brian because uh, he did it with Derby and then he went on and did it even 
better with Forrest and then he went to Leeds for 44 days and saw exactly what there was and said no chance um I put this out on the Twitter at the weekend like I always do so it's going to be left to the good people of Newark um unfortunately two of you have gone for the same answer so I'm going to add another name into it to give them three yep. choices and I'm going to put Bobby Robson in it yes so the good people of Newark can choose between Sir Peter Taylor that's incredible the good people of Newark <laughs> Morris Rowland oh my god <laughs> the good people in Newark can choose between <laughs> Sir Bobby Robson Bob Paisley and Sir Brian Clough to work out who your best English manager has ever been and as ever I've got no choice in it I've got one vote the same as everybody else has got on there um just look out for the Twitter poll at the weekend on the Radio Network web pages. You won't have any problems in finding it whatsoever. Just look for the picture. Oh, the pages come Clough. back up. Time for this. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Radio Network Sport with Pitchside Dave, Tony Smith, and me. This show, as I always say, is about you, for you, and most importantly, with you. So easy to contact us. Sport at radionewark.co.uk. Or catch one of the three of us when we're right about at sporting events. Tell us all about your club, about what you're doing, and you never know, you can you could end up sitting here with these two, if you're unlucky. Next week, by the way, the famous four is Scottish managers. The best four Scottish managers ever to grace the English the top ring. flight. And I can see an argument starting straight away, because I'm not having a certain somebody as number one. Right, um... Donnie McRevy, number two. Um, Brian McClough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave comes every Thursday night. We've made him wait a few minutes tonight because we did have to talk to Damo because that's what we're here for. It, it is um, a massive match this week and it, he'll probably even start with Newark Town. But Tony and I now are going for a pint in a bag of chips and leaving it all <laughs> to Pitchside Dave. Thank you. Right. Um, well, the order you asked me to go through the previously, um, this is the roundup for last Saturday and this week. Obviously, uh, Tony, you were, off, uh, you were entertaining uh, Skegness Town. 5-1 win in the end. Was the first half getting to know them and then you took over? I think um, Skegness played out the socks. Yeah. I really do think that they gave a great account of themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think I said to um, Mick before the game, I thought they'd huff and puff in the first half flow serve and then... Yeah, grind yeah. them down but it sounds like it was a, a, a good game but but basically uh, we were winning 2-1 uh, at half time and when the third one went in Skegness head went Skegness, dropped Skegness's heads dropped basically yeah. but up to that point they give a very good account of themselves cool well you, you know who you've got in the next round which we'll come to later as a result you did drop to third in the table though because Walsall Wood managed to uh, get uh, uh, gone to the top uh, Sporting Council who were top lost to Lie Town so mm. uh, that's an interesting result I do know who we've got in the next round but unfortunately until last night I couldn't pronounce them thank you for that Dave that's <laughs> right yes yeah we'll, we'll come up we'll come up with that later <laughs> <laughs> then we go on to uh, Newark Town obviously Saturday as you discussed a 3-0 win against uh, Phoenix um, as I wasn't able to get to that game but as I understand it it was a, a clean sheet solid performance if not the best of the season stay top then last night we've already covered last night's game so uh, a very very good one of the best games I've seen for a long time there were ground hoppers out there last night one came as far as Plymouth to watch that which is quite amazing for a step 7 game uh, yeah Stockport Lincoln Birmingham Corby Southend London so yeah, it was a popular popular draw now Collingham unfortunately for the second week running didn't have a game 
Um, the uh, the guys at uh, Sutton Rovers apparently preferred to go to the St Ledger instead. So uh, if I, ca- I can't believe that's not uh, not my way of how you run it. When especially when you're the new boys in the league. Mm. So the next nearest neighbours are Harrowby United. Uh, Saturday they were in the FA Vars against Cottesmore Amateurs. <coughs> They lost 2-1, which was a bit of a surprise. Step 7 turned over, step uh, 6. But Panda Hales was on target for the, the Arrows. Uh, on the 18th, that's Tuesday night, wasn't it? Um, Harrowby went away to Huntingdon Town. And they came back with a 3-2 win. Uh, Jake Sh- uh, Showler got 2 and Billy Stubbs on the score sheet for them. So uh, they turned that round, got back to winning ways fairly quickly. Grantham, on Saturday they went to the Dolly Blues at Lancaster City. Got a 3 all draw. Um, depending where you look, Craig Westcar got a hat-trick or two, and uh, Gongales got the other goal, but um, the official site says it's Westcar. I, I can see Mick about to jump in, and I, I can ask the question for him. Yes. Why are they called the Dolly Blues? Right, I knew you were going to ask this. So I, 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 did, I, hadn't, I, I didn't know this beforehand. When the club was formed, there was a brand of washing powder. You could get either little bags of soap powder or tablets that was a light blue that matched the shirts, and that, it was called Dolly Blue, the old Dolly Tub. And that's why they're ah, called the Dolly Blues, because ah, they match the washing powder. Thank you very much. And, yeah, you, you, you're familiar with that ground, so it's a nice little place to go. Every radio night's a school night. Absolutely. You can't, <laughs> you can't believe I handpicked these two, can you? <laughs> anyway, Grantham then went in the Integro Cup, beat Cleethorpe's Town away 4-1. Goals from Greg Smith, uh, James Baxendale, Jack McGovern and Ryan Hall. So they're back on winning ways, but in the league they're draw specialists. Tell me a bit about Cleethorpe Town. They, because they seem to in my time involved in local football when I was actively involved at Lowfields and at Newark Town Cleethorpes didn't even seem to be on the on the radar but they've not only on the radar they seem to have they're, shot through they're climbing up I think they've they stepped four now they, they're getting some good crowds as well I've been hearing reports um, when you go up there sometimes there's been a crowd of six and seven hundred at some of their games really? yeah against some of, some of the clubs um, they seem to be favourites for some of the league clubs as well for pre-season friendlies and things like that mm. so uh, that's uh, then they're, they're just about in our area so maybe they'd like to get yeah, in yeah. touch and, no, and mean, talk to us yeah. more regularly so uh, and of course what's the other big team that plays in Cleethorpes Grimsby Town of course yeah which is a wonderful chip shop just around the corner from so uh, there's got to be something yeah. good about Grimsby and Cleethorpes yeah and, and a great curry house at Cleethorpes as well oh, a chip go. shop and a curry house yeah. a nice walk along the front you see why people want to go there yeah apparently it's bracing Right, Southall City, um, NSL Premier Action. They beat Wollerton 3 0 at home. Um, from what I saw, um, uh, this is on social media, not didn't get to the game. Um, they were poor for the thir- first 30 minutes and then suddenly uh, went all guns blazing. Uh, two for Oliver Clark, Bradley Peace McDonald uh, got the other. Uh, man of the match was given to Ant Brown, and uh, Minstermen are now fourth in the table, so uh, they're climbing up that league quite nicely. As Lockton, now we did predict that they'd get a, to take a hammering at high-scoring Burton Joyce. And you, you, I, I, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. And I'm pleased to say I was wrong. They got a one-all draw, um, a very credible draw. To say they're sort of 16th. I mean, they are a couple of games behind. So um, Chris Aldred on uh, <coughs> target for the Cranmers, but yeah, very pleased to see that I was proved wrong on that one. And, and we know how we like to um, test our local football man's expert. Um, knowledge, Ex- yeah, expert knowledge. Um, where's Julian Joshin playing now? He's in Gibraltar. Very oh, good, very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called the Red, the Red Saints or somebody like that. But it's uh, mm. yeah, he's in he's in Gibraltar at the moment. 
Which yes, is very is, interesting because the furthest he's ever been prior to that was Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's as soon as I knew soon as I knew he played for Newark for Newark Town, that was it. That snapped him up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, uh, Curtain Brickworks, uh, NSL Division One. They beat Ravenshead two one. Uh, scorers Lloyd Kemp, uh, Craig Payne. Man of the match, Jamie Charlton. All right. Yeah. So uh, Curtain are now six. So things are looking quite nicely there. Uh, Highcombe, they, Saturday they're in the Supplementary Cup, they beat Grimsby Borough Reserves 9-0. So, uh, uh, quite an interesting looking game there. Wow. Uh, but I don't know who the scorers were, uh, I, I couldn't find those. Highcombe is, uh, you know, again, and the argument, I, I mean, I'm just, we're just going to look on a tangent for a couple of minutes yeah. out of the three of us. The, argu- the argument is raging and will continue to rage. It's a fact of life, everybody. In football now, if you support a grassroots team like Flosev, like Newark, like Icom, like Collingham, like Southall, if you haven't got a money man behind you, you will not go up the football pyramid ladder. And if that's what you want to do, if that's your ambition, then you need money behind you. <sighs> Agree with it or not... Tony and I decided last night we were traditionalists. The fact that we're traditionalists, we don't agree with it. But we also want to see football played at the highest level. I'm not a great fan, both of you, of what's happened at Salford City because mm. I like to watch my football in the non-league. You watch a lot more yeah. non-league than I ever will. They don't do that anymore at Salford City. No, there was guys... That's gone. There was guys eight or nine seasons ago, about 60 or 70 diehards, turned up, watched a team that played in Tangerine, and now suddenly their club's in the Football League playing in red and white, and there's about 1,700 glory hunters join them. Yeah. yeah. And it's costing them about 16 quid a game more to get in as well. Now, at Baseford, I used to go with Worthington and Simpsons to Old Mill Lane which was possibly the worst ground in the county in the Knotts <laughs> Alliance. Yeah. It, you know, for the ones of us that's been there, I'm not exaggerating. Now you go to Greenwich Avenue, see what Chris Munro's money has done, and you think, this is fantastic. They have built a club to be proud of. So it can be done. It's happening at FlowServe. The embryo is there at Newark Town. But for the ones that haven't got it, I can understand why they're jealous. But mm. folks, take the look while it's with you. Can I also go off on a tangent about going off on tangents? Because there's nothing better in a conversation, whether you sat around a few beers or whether you're just having a chat like this. Going off on tangents just covers the whole spectrum and makes a conversation enriched by a million miles. Yeah. Where are you going on, on, on this paying? I mean, a football's gone that far down the line now, it's not going to come back. No, it's a, it's a fact of life. Um... It's even at, I guess, at the lower level, it's no longer a sport in some areas. It's, I mean, particularly when you go up to the Premier League, it's just it, it's just the entertainment industry, to be honest, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it annoys me. The other week, I heard somebody saying, "Oh, we might be struggling to get the players up for their third game in nine days." And I thought, some of them are on a hundred thousand a week, and they can't get up for a, the third game of football. Yet there's lads here that will turn out, will play three, t- you know, the same number of games for the side, and then they're turning out on a Sunday side as well, for you know, for free. So. Um, it's a fact of life if you want to run a cl- I mean I heard somebody the night was saying if you want to run a club at step four 
they were looking at a, uh, it was costing them eighty thousand a year before you even start looking at the players' wages to maintain the ground to get the you know the facilities up to it. Totally, just go and pick Gary Clark up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's it. That's it. That's it. That's down in the south. But yeah, yeah eighty thousand a year before you start paying the wages. Uh, th- th- uh. Th- th- I understand. I, I was at Lowfields for fifty odd years when they hadn't got any money. Yeah, and we saw teams come and go. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't work. Bedford United, um, Rushton's and Diamonds, Rushton's. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work. Sometimes it all does go wrong. But I think Tony told me the other week he's enjoying it while it's happening. Yeah, well, that's what you've got to do, isn't it? Make the most of it. And I mean, you're going to different grounds now, you've got exciting football to watch. Uh, it's a fact of life. If you want something good, you're going to have to pay for it. Mind you, did you notice that he's got a flow serve? coat and a new town coat now do you know last night you, you noticed at that, the end of the game yeah. i thought that chris <clears throat> commons had turned up because i heard somebody shout what's judas doing here so yes. there, there, there is a reason for that last night wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for me dave duddles steve postlethwaite and paul bagley many many years ago we resurrected new town so i uh, i wore my new town coat with pride last night yeah, kept it that long have you no, but it's basically, um, you know, it's uh, new at town mean a lot to me because, I mean, there were there were shouts of Judas last night, but I've been here in this town now for a third of a century. And you've been called a lot worse. I've been called a lot worse at home. But, I mean, basically, I, I've always been here to promote Newark sport, and it doesn't matter what the second name is, you know, whether it's rugby club or swimming club or floor serve or Newark town. I'm, I'm, I'm in it for Newark. Don't turn up in your speedos, please. We're doing swimming club on. It wouldn't be a calm, calm coat with that. <laughs> Budgie smugglers are yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be a pretty look, and it would cause havoc with Greenpeace. <laughs> <laughs> I think you ought to carry on, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Highcombe. Tangent over. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Highcombe were in link, uh, Link's League action on Tuesday now. night. I oh, know. We've got him. It's the idea of Tony <laughs> yeah. and his budgie smugglers. <laughs> like he's going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Brigtown reserves two. Highcombe Town 3, Jake Park got a hat-trick. And the last of the local clubs that we're rounding up tonight, Lincoln Moreland Railway, in the Supplementary Cup uh, at home against Brigtown CIC Reserves. It was a five-all draw after extra time, <laughs> and they won a boring penalty shootout by 3-1. three, goal, three to one. We'll have a conversation another night about should reserve teams be allowed in pyramid football. We'll have that conversation, because yeah. I've got, I've got um, views on that as well. Yeah, it depends how much of the reserve team they are that you suddenly find they're doing well and there's six first-team players <coughs> exactly. from the parent club yeah, to turn yeah. up. But mm. oh, we'll play we'll play at night-time. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, OK. Um, let's talk about the Vars for a few minutes, yep. if we may. Um, I'm a great fan of the Vars. I do like the Vars. Yep. Tony has invested most of his life savings... And he's better pound on flow serve. At 50 to 1. At 50 to 1 to They to are win, now 25 to 1, by the way. To win the Vars. My argument to Mr Smith is that I think it's close on impossible for flow serve to win the Vars, mainly because of the Northern League teams that's in the competition by default, because yep. the FA's only just got hold of them, because that is not a Step 5 league. The no. Northern League is, is far from a Step 5 league. And the Southern teams, London, London-based and the South of London, the catchment areas that they've got, 
has got to make them strong as well. Yeah, I mean, the, that, it was quite a shock. Was it three seasons ago when Sholin from Hampshire won the the Vars? I think they beat um, was it South Shields or what? Yeah, they, yeah, they beat them and they they, they, they turned the, the favourites over. But they've done a bit like Flowserve might do it as a stealth thing. They were sort of they just kept winning, grinding the results out, and they went right from the first qualifying round. So it is possible, but I think one of the big names will still probably jump in at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> you know, I know Whitley Bay won it four years on on the bounce, and yeah. That Northern League, for any fan of non-league football, will know what I'm talking about. It is not a Step Five division. No, it's it a very, it's, it's Step Four and yeah. and probably some. You've got people like Newcastle, Benfield, yeah. and uh, there's some big teams up there. Yeah. I mean, look at the grounds and support that they get. <laughs> oh, there, there are regularly crowds there, seven or eight hundred, and that's quite small. I think mean, it was, was it twelve hundred the other Saturday for one of the games in a pre-season friendly. So it's. I hope those they've go all the way. I, I've been nobody happier than me. There really wouldn't be nobody happier than me. But being realistic, yeah. I would be surprised if it doesn't end up in either the North East or Kent. No, that, 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 wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me at all. You might remember you both had a laugh the other week. Hall Road Rangers won a game 6-5. On Saturday, Hall Road Rangers 4, Main Road 6. <laughs> I think Holroyd's defence has got some work on the training ground. Yeah. You could say those streets ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. You could. Moving on. So, yeah, there were, I, we, I can let you have all the local schools if you want them for the Vars, but it might take us a few minutes. But, uh, have a think about it while we do this, because I really am interested in the Vars, and I want to just, uh, more to the point, tell us some of the games that's coming up yeah. next time round. These two are giggling away in the background. This is a professional show. <laughs> yeah. Um, the FA Vars, there's not that many local teams, sort of, and I know Collingham and, and not in it, Newark Town will be in it next year. I, I assume it reaches... Well, I would think that's the, the plan. The sports field that reaches Vars, specifications. The, 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 uh, there would need to be co- covered standing, I think. No, I think by next year yeah. that will be there. So, it's local-ish... Um, Alderton are in it. Are you sure about that? Yes. Because I they're playing Hull Beach United in the next round. I'm not so sure about that. That's oh, right. We have a we have a uh, disagreement. I think you'll find it's South Normanton are playing Hull Beach, because didn't South Normanton beat Ollerton 7-0? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's the case. I is think that just, the case? Ha- just how professional right. this show is is, re- is reflected in the amount of money we get. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Which is which is nothing. Well, in your case, yeah, I um, very quickly altered that to nothing. So it's not it's not, it's not altered. So Alderton <laughs> no. are out of it. Yes. So let's have a look at Notts teams in it. Oh, Dunkirk still in it? No, they're out okay. of it. Well, uh, no, they no, no Dunkirk have got Hucknall Town. Right. So we have got two more Notts teams. Yeah. Well, in I it. mean, We're a bit of a local derby. That's right. Yeah. I mean, as you know, Flowserver off to Heather St John's, South Normanton. Uh, that's Derbyshire, isn't it? Yeah. Hull Beach United. Kimberley Miners Welfare against Sherwood Colliery. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. And bear in mind... That, that would be one to work yeah. on. Uh, it's 825 quid this round to yeah. the winners as well, so there's a bit of riding on that. Uh, Brackley Town Saints, who aren't the Brackley Town we thought this they were. This is what we wondered, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, West we, Bridgeford are they playing. But e- even so, <coughs> West Bridgeford have come through the ranks, haven't they? Not yes. a senior league team, not many years ago? Two, three? Uh, two. I two think, years yeah. ago. Um, they've come through the ranks... They, uh, as we mentioned about four times on Monday night, beat Selston 5-0. Not that we're anti-Selston in any way, nope. shape or form. Um, well, are we, Tony? But can we just say it again? <laughs> <laughs> 5, Selston 0. Oh, thank you. Um, 
and they've got a day out, haven't they? Yeah, it's quite they've a nice trip. They've got a day out. Yeah, to Northamptonshire, Oxfordshire yeah. border. Yeah. yeah, they've got, you know, they've got the old coach trip and... Yeah. Let's hope yeah. they go to the right ground because there's three, oh, yes. exactly. <laughs> but that's what cup competitions is, isn't it? Yeah, it's a day that's, out. That's why I'm disappointed with the flow serve draw. Yeah, there's quite a few <laughs> that they've bought the same teams in the same league again with it. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned to you, we always, down at Brush Europe, wanted to get S- Sunderland RCA away or something like that because that's <laughs> uh, a nine-hour trip both ways. So uh. That's what you want to do, isn't it? You want to... That's the whole yeah. idea of, of, of a cup to play people you don't. Unfortunately, Bashney's in interest of lot finished in that cup, having lost four one at Lymington. I can say that that means I've got no problems with uh, pointing out to <coughs> Dave, Dave Stockport, Dave, that uh, Stockport are losing at the moment. So that's fair enough. Lymington um, away would be a nice day out. Yes, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> lovely, when does lovely. it go national? Um, next round, I think. The round after this. Does it? Yeah, yeah quite, so. su- quite surprisingly, we've got Lymington away on Saturday, so that's quite that's quite <laughs> in the league. Hina, Boldmere St Michael's, there's a team you've, uh, you're familiar with. Gresley going to Rugby Town. AFC Mansfield are going to Hanley Town. And I forget who Hanley won, that was somebody fairly substantial. So Hanley Town is... Stoke on It's Stoke, isn't it? It's yeah. one of the five, the five potteries towns, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah. And the five potteries towns are... Burslem. Stoke. Stoke. Hanley. I don't know, I'm asking no, you. No, I don't know. Burs- Burzum's one because that's Port Vale, obviously. That's, uh, okay, then. Yeah. So next week, Pitchside Dave will tell us what the five potteries. Port Vale's not a town. Hey, I, like no. this. I like this. He gets homework. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Port Vale because Port Vale doesn't exist. No. Nope. Stafford, isn't it? No. No. Port Vale's in Burslem, it's Stoke on Trent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, uh, I thought that might be one of the potteries. I'll towns. try and find out, but I don't hold me to that you, one. You can tell me all about oat cakes. Yeah. Oat cakes. Oat cakes. Yeah. Oat cakes is the delicacy of the five potteries towns. So, oat cakes for you and the towns for you. Yeah. The only right. there's a few other. Just Dunk- so you're not left out. I like the idea of that research. Yeah. Uh, Dunkirk have got Hucknall uh, Racing Club Warwick, Long Eaton United, Gedley Miners Welfare. Um, were beaten by Claycross in the week. So that See, was step seven. That's an all step seven match now, isn't it? Claycross yeah. and Cottesmore. Cottesmore, yeah. Who put um, Harrowby out last yeah. round? And the other one, uh, teams that we kind of recognise, is Corn against Roaster. Otherwise, they're all places yeah. along no, I, further away. I, 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 I'm a great fan of the Vars, mainly because it's a grassroots <coughs> competition. Yes. Yeah. Um, what have we got coming up this weekend? Right, um, on Saturday, FlowServe are at home to Coventry Sphinx in the Midland League. You've got third against fourth. Um, is that what it is? Yes, third Ooh. against fourth. Ah, now, we've mentioned Hanley Town. They beat Coventry Sphinx 5-4 in the Cup That's on uh, Saturday, yeah. 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 Um, I'm predicting and probably... That was at Coventry as well. It was at Coventry, yeah. I'm predicting a uh, 3-1 win to the works. You was right last time. You, you, you was on the right lines last I'm time. Right, yeah. I'd uh, settle for that with our injury list. OK, Newark Town don't have a game this Saturday, so the next game for the Blues, they're away to Retford United in the Floodlit Cup, Cannon Park on the 25th. That's next Wednesday. That'll be another tough game, I think. Uh, will you be there? Uh, it depends how things go. I'm planning to try and get there, yes. Okay. So I will let you know. No doubt I can insult Tony over the phone again. So. <laughs> yep, that's Good. my plan. Uh, Collingham, unfortunately, don't have a game again this Saturday. This um, is getting silly. It is. Now, apparently, um, Jerry mentioned it last night and um, it said that Rennishaw, they've been told the game against Rennishaw was off. I've seen this afternoon Rennishaw are playing in the Sheffield Cup on Saturday. But they've also lost the Friday night match. 
against Retford, haven't they? They have. That's, that's that's been moved because apparently I think Retford weren't too keen at the idea they got to play they earlier got, in the week. Yes. Yeah. Probably Monday or Tuesday, and they reckon they couldn't play Friday but night. Tony reckons. Tony, you're Tony. Jerry reckons that could cost him five hundred. Yeah. In gate, take, yeah. In gate receipts. And I mean, mm. the annoying thing is the Central Midlands League have been pushing floodlit football for the last <laughs> few years. I mean, yeah. look at the yeah. first game between Newark and uh, Collingham. Of Collingham, it was two hundred sixty-five that yeah. Collingham put a barbecue on. It was absolutely rammed. So it doesn't make much sense. So, um, yeah, so for the... Th- I mean, Jerry's, in some way, respects, is quite happy because it means he can work on his pitch. Uh, <laughs> Jerry is, is one of the old-fashioned groundsmen. If he had it his way, there wouldn't be a game of football on that pitch. No. <laughs> right, Harrowby, they've got no game Saturday either. Uh, 24th... Oh, going off, it's football season. I know. <laughs> They're at home um, on the 24th, though, in the Kitman UK Cup to Pinchbeck United. Grantham, um, they're playing Bamber Bridge at home on Saturday. Bamber Bridge 15th, I think, I, when I looked, I think Grantham were up to about 9th. They're the draw specialists at the moment, Grantham Town. However, I suspect they're going to win that 1-3-1. One, one. I think Grantham are, will be relatively pleased with the start. Yeah, they're, they're not... Lo- they're I mean, they had a bad season last season, didn't they? And it's yeah. a rebuilding thing. Yeah. <coughs> with a management team that are not um, used to the level that they're in, so it's... It's, it's it's good. It's consolidation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's, it's solid. It's solid enough. Uh, Southall City NSL Premier home to AFC Dunkirk. So that's third against fourth, or fourth against first. Southall fourth, Dunkirk a third. I still fancy that Southall will turn them over, particularly as it's at uh, Bishop's Drive. I, I would love to see Southall do do well. Southall, unfortunately, as we we alluded to on Monday night, I've got the same problem as what Collingham's got yeah um, if they win the not senior league they probably can't not get the promotion no uh, and that is it's it's sad for a club that almost paves the way in floodlit football in, around here yeah yes. um a club that is no doubt still but was I know wonderfully run by wonderfully gentleman John Campbell was a gentleman and and the guys behind the scenes and the well. guys behind the scenes um, but that of course was in the days when you knew he was going to be playing in the not so lights or the not yeah. senior league next season you season just looked, to, you just looked to win it every year <coughs> now it's all about up the pyramid climbing yeah. that greasy ladder isn't it yeah as Lockton um, they're away at San Diego Town so that's 16th against 17th at St Giles Park I think as Lockton are going to win that one they they just seem to be clawing the results out now. They, they had a bit of a slip up at Dunkirk, but apart from that, they seem to be doing okay. So um, I think it'll be a low scoring affair, but you never know at that level. Simon Dawes still there. He is, yeah. And his lad Freddie's playing, and yeah. there's uh, there's quite a few familiar faces down there still. So it's worth going to going to have a look. Have a look at them. Yeah. Uh, Curtain Brickworks. They're a weight of Ruddington Village in the NSL Division One. That's so oh, a lovely place to go. Yeah, Ruddington Village of fourth. I mean, it's not that long ago they were in the. Um, <laughs> Top, they were in the division above, weren't they? Mm. Uh, I remember the game when the mm. couple of players got sent off here. So yeah. that's quite good. Um, <laughs> you've, you've got to hope. I think Curtin will turn it, turn them over. The sun be shining. Yeah. It'd be nice. Uh, Highcombe Town are going in the Lynx League. Are going to Cleethorpe Town Reserves. So that's second against six. The way Highcombe are going, you can't see them doing anything no, but score a hatful. I mean, I can see Highcombe playing step six football next season. I think so. Yeah, straight through. You know, I can. And then Lincoln Moreland's Railway Challenge Cup, they're playing Gainsborough Trinity Re- Reserves at North Home. So, 
it depends. I, I'm what... all for counties having leagues, and I'm going to get into an in-depth conversation about this with you because I think the days of the Central Midlands are numbered. I hope Richard yeah. is not listening. He'll have me guts for garters on this, but I think the days of the Central Midlands have about gone, and the FA are pushing it towards county leagues, hmm. feeding into six. We'll talk about that another Yeah, because they're restructuring four, aren't they? Yeah, three. So. And I can see where all this is going. And if it's going the way I think it's going, there won't be a Central Midlands League. No, we'll have to see how that. I hope. I hope that's wrong. But uh, we'll have a yeah. we'll have a chat. We'll probably, if I remember, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll try and, and when I, when I found out who the Pottery's towns are. Yes, and that's the roundup for the local clubs. So there's not that many games. Not that so. many games. No. So um, it's trip to Lowfields on Saturday afternoon, everybody. If it's football, if it's rugby. Newark are at home to Stewart's and Lloyd's in the RFU Shield. All right. <coughs> um, that's a three o'clock um, kickoff. That was the game a couple of seasons ago, which Rob was telling us that Stewart's and Lloyd's couldn't be bothered to turn up. So the rugby authorities, if you don't turn up if, for a, for their competition, they kick you out for a year. That's, that's not a bad idea, yeah. is it? Football, as usual, listen to rugby. It's the Equinox, a 24 hour run at Beaver. And Gareth Bagley tells me he's taking part in it this year. Is Gareth's it? going over there. I think it's on the back of our conversation on Monday night about wine and cake. That's what's sending Gareth there's out There's a lot there. of wine and cake in that sport. Oh, isn't there's there? an awful lot of wine and cake when it comes to striders and not fast. Um, so it's the Equinox taking place all over the weekend at Beaver, and it looks like it's going to be a cracking weekend for them, don't it? They'll be able to mm. see the cake and the wine. Um, Ladies, hockey ones and twos are away to Leicester as the pre-season friend is. And hopefully, hopefully on Monday night, our first phone call of the season to Paul Halfpenny. I don't know how many of you know, but Paul has had a bad, bad few weeks. He's had pneumonia. Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm hoping that Paul's fit enough to talk to us on Monday night. And it's the Outlaw Triathlon at Thorsby on Sunday where the wonderful Stacey Atkins is taking part in um are you running? I would do but I've got to report oh, okay. um it's not easy it's not easy um thank <laughs> you Tony is a martyr to this job thank you Dave <laughs> we will um do all this again next Thursday when we choose our jocks don't forget to go on to Twitter on um Saturday and Sunday and pick the greatest ever English manager and uh, I'll tell you the results of that one next week coming up next week it's the sports awards and it's Rob Wardman but from us all I've got to say is bye bye <laughs>